0: Hello, this is Alfonso Berrigan, one of the hosts for talking Pop with the Fond Tricepico. Just reminding you, you can catch Backlog episodes on podbean.com or Spotify. Now, let's get on with the show. Geeks, Otakus, fanboys, fangirls, and international listeners, welcome to another episode of Talking Pop with the Fanchise and Biko. It is the podcast that focuses on our views of the world of pop culture. Of course I'm your host, the franchise, and joining me is always, my co host, my brother, Biko. Hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, it's been a while, guys, since our last um, episode we did the top five list. And, of course, um, we're going to get back to that another time. Um, Today's episode is going to be pretty much um, focusing on one of the pop culture icons that we've recently lost um, this month. Of course, we're going to the end of November, and, of co- and the icon I'm talking about is Stan Lee. You know, he was just not just, you know editor for Marvel. He's done so much work. He had his own entertainment company like Powell Entertainment was one of his a company his media company and he had a he has a big impact on my childhood growing up and of course Beacle's childhood growing up. I mean he's done so much for the combo community and of course in the entertainment industry and um, you know, going he's sad to see him go at the age of ninety five. I mean there was so much stuff that he was planning to do but, you know, it is a hard, sad time, but at the same time, you know, his legacy will live on in the many characters he helped create, you know, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, um, you know, the away for Captain America, you know, like basically trying to get comic books back into the mainstream and pretty much he did. Um, of course, he's not known besides his various movie cameos, and different movies, but a lot of behind-the-scenes behind the stuff, you know, he was one of the editors for Marvel Comics and even president one time and... Always these little editorials, and of course right now the big thing right now is his editorial that just, you know, someone decided to post it again, um, his stance on racism and bigotry, which honestly was a great, you know, great piece that he wrote, and it kind of makes sense, you know, it's like we can't have all this kind of hatred in the world, and, you know, even though racism is still going on, even though people try to deny it, it's still going on, people, it's, it's one of the things, but it was cool that Stanley was one of the true pioneers. Because, honestly, you know, looking back at animation and all that back then, you know, people don't realize, like, Disney and Warner Brothers and Hanna-Barbera, they were made in times, like, in the 40s and the 50s, you know, before the Civil Rights Movement. And, of course, you know, African-Americans were depicted, you know, just your typical, like, a big red lips and black face basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, at that's why you don't see a lot that many Looney Tunes shorts, released due to the offensive nature, especially during, like, World War II, a lot of that stuff, too. But Marvel Comics, honestly, yeah, Marvel Comics at the time did have that, but it wasn't until when Stanley took over in the 60s is when he took over and basically took away all Marvel's, like, you know, racism thoughts at that time. Like, when, as soon as he took over as editor, he pretty much changed the way comic books were depicted back then. And there are some times, too, when he got, you know, when he was against, you know, the comic combo code, because there was no censorship group for comic books, and he was trying to push the envelope, well, and of course, they all decided to come up with the comic book's authority, and of course, um he remembered the infamous, you know, Spider-Man series where he, like, this company was approaching Stanley about doing, like, an anti-drug thing, like, they drug, and, you know, he, they want to show, like, what happens with addiction and stuff, and of course, you know, the comic book authority said, no, we can't let you do that, but Stanley decided, you know what, we're going to print the issues without the authority seal on the comics. And it was the time when those issues, was showing, I think it was like Harry Osborn, I believe it was, you know, going through addiction and how Peter Parker was dealing with it, You know, dealing with his friend, dealing with drugs, you know, how to overcome it, but just to show the more essence of stuff like that. And, of course, you know, Stan Lee was really vocal in, like, the entertainment industry, you know, with the cartoons of um, X-Men, with the X-Men cartoons and Spider-Man. He made appearances on there. And, of course, he had some involvement with the live-action television of the Incredible Hulk. He made his first... A live-action cameo in the, in the trial of the um, Incredible Hulk, where he was one of the jurors. Of course, he didn't say anything, but you could tell it was Stan Lee. But he didn't make his like first movie cameo until Mallrats. Um, I mean, it was like his first cameo, and it was awesome, like seeing him appear in there as himself. You know, talking about you know. I remember that scene when he's talking to Brody, and Brody's like you know, think contemplating, you know, trying to get back with his ex. And how Stanley's there? He runs into him and talks about you know comparing love to like superheroes to his Marvel heroes and then it, and then um, Brody's like holy shit oh my god you're him you're the guy and then Stanley's all nice and cool and stuff He's like hi Stanley and like it was like freaking awesome you know <laughs> how he was talking about you like, know superheroes and stuff and then of course Brody starts saying, asking him about superhero genitalia it's kind of hilarious but that was a cool moment of course you know Stanley was you know. Marvel was going through a dark time during that time after the cartoons, you know, to the point, you know, Marvel Entertainment starts selling like their movie rights and licensing rights to different studios. And you know Stanley was trying really hard to keep those rights, but of course Marvel was going to bankrupt, so for Marvel to get more of that money back, they had to sell rights. You know, Marvel Stanley was like really sad about that. He was upset about it because they were basically giving away the rights of all the characters that he helped create to movie studios. But so, um, like I said, we'll talk about Stanley more a bit. Um, Rico, you want to say some stuff about Stanley? Uh, yeah, I.
1: It was definitely a. It was definitely a surprise when um, <clears throat> waking up, and, or I can't remember when they actually announced it because I obviously in the climate that we live in nowadays, it's hard to tell who's reporting who. Uh, for example, like everyone kind of lives by. Some people live by TMZ because they're always, for some reason, the fastest people to re- put out news like this. But I came across it, I think, off of a Reddit post, and uh, I saw that it said TMZ reported it, but then I'm always very, very, uh, uh, I guess, speculative or hesitant to to hold my faith into whatever they're reporting, so I ended up checking more, and I saw that. It's like, ah, well, he passed away, and yeah. I mean, 95 is 95, and, and... obviously he's going to be somebody who's going to in the pop culture realm and anybody who's been affected by his intellectual property and the stuff he brought to us is something that is going to live on. And I think uh, I, I, something I thought about is considering that Disney did buy Marvel and we're going to see that um, all, all columns aside, whatever you feel about Disney is one thing, but I I do see that um, something that Disney is obviously very well suited for is the fact to keep legacies alive. And, the great thing about that is, like, in a sense, I say what you will, like Disney's sp- sponging everything up. But at the end of the day, they're 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 grabbing intellectual properties that are, that do have a significance in the culture, uh, a significance in for childhoods, mm-hmm. a significance for creativity. And Stanley was somebody who
0: he was actually for that. Yeah, like he, he was Disney somebody purchase. who
1: pushed that and. All he, you know, say what you will, but he was somebody who left a thing that, like, a characters upon characters with a variety of, a variety of different um, personalities, different issues, and uh, just like how you mentioned it, there he stood up for trying to keep uh, relative, subjective topics in in comics as opposed to censoring because we want to put a pacifier in this country, which uh, all means. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. That's something that I want to say for my own, (laughs) probably my own podcast, which is in the works, guys. But anyways, he was somebody that was like my brother had said, very important to us growing up. Um, Considering the fact that my brother was already uh, starting to gain an interest in like the comic book, uh, the comic book universes and stuff as we're growing up. And, And as I was growing up, I was exposed to that stuff too. And, uh, Spider-Man was one of the first ones I got so attached to. And then uh, once I learned more through reading out and we see the Stan Lee guy and then he starts popping up in different things. And I actually came across uh, the other day, somebody posted too. I'm always on Reddit guys. I'm like, I check Reddit like five, six times a day. It's ridiculous. I love it. But um, somebody had posted that he has a cameo and uh, I've never seen these movies, but like he has a cameo in The Princess Bride 2. Or not the Prince sprite I'm sorry. Uh, what's the Prince's Diaries? I'm sorry. That's what uh, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you guys haven't seen it, I'm surprised. But he has a cameo in there. Like I guess he's walking somebody. For what I saw, he's like walking somebody in the aisle. And then uh somebody in the comment under it was like, it's it's like as if this guy just rolls up to random sets and is like, hey. And they're like, hey, Stanley, do you have time? He's like, oh, I have time. He just goes and he stars on any movie he wants. And I found that that was funny that, like, the most random movie you would expect, you would never expect to see him. He's just like, oh, yeah, I'll show up in the part. And he has, like, a couple lines. And it's funny because it's a Disney movie. So it's like, oh, maybe it was, like, foreshadowed. But no, nonetheless, um, I'm really – I think I feel very fortunate that – I felt such an attachment to the characters he created, along with his partner in Marvel too. Like we can't just not discredit him either. But like he's he's left such a big part. Um, just has just how Walt Disney has left um, a special place in everyone's hearts when it comes to nostalgia and creating art that connects with so many people. And I think what was also wonderful is that he was he still like was it, wanted to come out in all the movies that were coming out because you saw that he no matter what. He enjoys it. He enjoys it. He has that creative control. And say what you will. Obviously, I don't know him personally, and I never will now, unfortunately, but... We are getting, we are getting, we get to know him through the thing, the projects he's created, the characters he's made, and the uh, artists that have been gave told. chances on. Yeah. I mean,
0: up and coming artists that, you know, became famous to this day, like Todd McFarlane, of course, the creator spawned. Yeah. He got his start in, Mar- in Marvel, you know, having him draw Spider Man, you know, that was crazy when he took it up. John Romita Sr., John Romita Jr., Steve Ditko. The famous Jack Kirby, a lot of Kirby. guys he worked with, a lot of artists, and Frank Miller for a while too. He worked with him too a little bit, a little bit when Daredevil. Even like Frank Miller, he did, had his one Daredevil that it's like, time. Yeah, all these guys he worked with, like like even when I was reading all the tributes and stuff, like here in DC too, like. You know, he did, um, Stanley did that little thing, a What If universe, so What If, um, oh, okay, basically okay. his, yeah. like, own take on Superman, Batman, and one remember like, his own version of the Justice League, which was really cool that DC let him do that, and they had those crossovers. You know, he was one of the keys to that crossover, it was like Marvel and, uh, and DC and Justice League. Like, they had those crossover episodes. A comics and it was kind of cool and it hit me hard because you know I growing up you know I didn't know who Stanley was but every time I picked up like a Marvel comic it was a picture of him like a caricature of him on there and I'm thinking like this guy must work for Marvel like this guy is the main you know he's the head hon and then I find out later on he was the main editor in chief of Marvel Comics you know and he had his own entertainment company Power entertainment, and he was the one that brought you know you know, help bring you know X Men and Spider Man animated series and all those famous Marvel car- to the cartoons to that genre, and then you know, I mean, right now oh, I I barely finished the main story of Spider Man PS4, but the one that hit me the most was he did a cameo in that game so I don't want to spoil it when he makes a cameo but yes he does make a cameo in Spider-Man for PS4 and it was awesome because the scene that he appears in was so moving and it was great seeing his like CGI be a game face in there and his voice it was freaking awesome and recently I saw Ralph Breaks Rocket Ralph 2 Ralph Breaks the Internet and he makes a little cameo in there which was hilarious because there's a point where I'm glad to spoil it because you guys, um I believe when goes into the oh my Disney part of the internet and you, know, you see all the different properties, like Star Wars, the Muppets, and all that stuff. And there's a, she's running by, and she's like, "She, excuse me, and it's Stan Lee. Turn around, it's Stan Lee. I'm like, holy cow. Like, he makes an appearance again. And it was really cool. And apparently, when I just read that he does have cameos in a, in the upcoming Captain Marvel. And apparently, in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, he has a cameo in there. They haven't announced yet. But, like, I was reading all these stories from different people that work with them. And, you know, like Chris Lord, um, Phil Lord, and Chris Miller, you know, the the minds behind Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. They talked about how they're meeting with Stan Lee. And it was funny because he was pitching them about, like, so many ideas. And, like, in 45 minutes, it was Stan Lee pitching Ideas to them, and they were trying to pitch ideas to Stan Lee, and they said they enjoyed because he had like Stan Lee had a like, big impression on them, you know. He, he has so many ideas, and Kevin Feige, who's just like I, that's, right now he did a, they did a recent article of com. he talked about his last meeting with Stan, and you know he was asking Stan for all these idea like you know advice and stuff, and Stan was still giving him ideas, you know. Because basically, and then um, this, I forgot this guy's name. He actually spent the last weekend with Stanley before Stanley passed away. And actually recorded a little interview with him. And it was sad watching that video because, like, it's Stanley's last video appearance. And he said that... um, he has a big heart for the fans. Like he loves the fans so much. You know, he was able to contribute bringing these characters to print and to be, you know, leaving a legacy behind. But his heart will always be for the fans. You know, he always wanted to do it for the fans because he really cares about when the fans tweet at him or, you know, send him emails. He really enjoys it and he really enjoyed going to the conventions, meeting everybody. He wished he could have kept doing it, but due to his health, you know, it was kind of hard for him. And it was really, you know, Like I said, he's kind of like the grandfather to everybody, if you think about it. Because he's like that one granddad you always don't want to forget. He's that big part of your family, and, you know, it's kind of hard and sad that he's gone. But, you know, his legacy will live on through, you know, his characters, you know. And, of course, Kevin Smith, I read, he posted something on Facebook and Twitter and Facebook, and he posted something, too. I think, ah, I forgot, he was being interviewed by, um, talked about he was trying to reach with Stan. He was trying to set up a visitation with him. Because, you know, at that time, Stan, you know, he was being monitored, you know, his health and stuff. Was having, he was having issues with health. But his representatives were reaching out to Kevin and, you know, find time for them to go visit each other. And I know Kevin was working on, you know, he was helping direct some of the CW shows like Supergirl and all that. Um, but he was planning to visit Stan Lee around this time. And, of course, that maybe never came to be. And, you know, it hit him hard because even he, Stan Lee did cameos in his movies, too. <laughs> You know, not besides my I found out he made Cameo and Tusk too, apparently, And movie Tusk. So, it was Dan Kevin? Does was, it really? Apparently, he did. Um, and Kevin said that what he likes about Stan was Stan was always really enthusiastic, and every time he saw it, and and uh, Stan would ask Kevin, no, um, what movie are you working on, man? Like, I'm ready to go." It's like, you know, it's hilarious like hearing that. And of course, um, funny thing is, I have Beer Hero Six on Blu Ray, but problem was when we went to go see The theaters, we didn't see the post credit scene. Oh yeah, yeah we did. No, we didn't stay, dude. Um, we didn't stay for that. And yeah apparent- we did. No, when we, he goes into the room, when Fred goes the in the room, yeah we did. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. when I saw that, apparently like, he made an appearance, and apparently they did the cartoon. Was, like out. a little
1: picture on the wall. That's it. His dad is no. He
0: comes into either. his room like no. He Fred finds his dad's secret room. And, yeah. And then he turns around and his dad like basically talks as Stan Lee. His dad Stan yeah. Lee. And it's funny thing too because they have Big Hero Six a series and. There's an episode dedicated to Fred's dad, and it's Stan Lee doing the voice again. So he's reprising his role as um, Fred's dad. So it was kind of kind of cool seeing that. And like I said, um Stan Lee has cameos in video games also. So it's not just you know in the comics, or animation and movies, but it's also in, like in the video games. And that too, you know, if it weren't for him, we will not have the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Think about it. Without Stan Lee, we wouldn't have that. We wouldn't have the Marvel Cinematic This wouldn't happen without Stan Lee.
1: Yeah.
0: And a comics, you know, it coming from an old thing like Timely Comics. So that's how it started back in the 30s and the 40s. And, like, you know, Stan Lee came along and he worked in the beginning in, like, Timely Comics and then eventually helped create it to be Marvel Entertainment. And he took it to New Heights and he even has his own... He had his own convention, too. Like, his power entertainment came up with Stan Lee's Kamikaze, which is a convention they have, like, in California... Which he was a big part of, big influence from. You know, like I said, it's it's real fitting. You know, you know, it's good to talk about Stanley. Like honestly, not many of us know that's the person. But you know, I was reading some stuff on him. Like he, well, he did serve in the military, so he is a veteran, which is kind of cool. He worked in the I mean, he wasn't he served in the army, so that was really interesting. He did all this stuff in his life, and he was married to the same woman for like so many years to Joan, and he has a daughter and. So she's inheriting his legacy, so that's kind of cool, and, um, you know, coming out with Spider-Man, because of course, um, that time, the Amazing Fantasy series was coming to an end, They were going to cancel that series, so for one last issue, you know, Stanley approached Steve Dickel and said, hey, let's do one more story, but since we're ending Amazing Fantasy, and Stanley wanted to create a new hero, because he created Fantastic Four first, because that came out before Spider-Man, Fantastic Four is considered the first family of Marvel, and you know, he came out. Let's just have a teenage superhero. You know, like we need to create a character that can, that, like, because most of the readers were teenagers, they were reading comic books. So let's get a teenage superhero. And you know, he he and Steve Diggle came out with Spider Man and Amazing Fantasy number 15 and basically made a launching point for Spider Man to have his own issue. And you know, from there, Spider-Man is recognized as one of the most recognizable characters to this day you know he's one of the top ones there with Captain America with Iron Man but every time it's always Spider-Man honestly it's like it always goes back to Spider-Man and of course Stanley made a cameo in the Big Bang Theory in that one episode when Sheldon tried to meet him and stuff and it's kind of fitting you know and it's funny how the Howard always takes that the names that uh or well, Raj always thinks that like, all the names that Stanley came up with, like Peter Parker, Stephen Strange, although all their names started with the same letter in their first name. It's like.
1: He didn't stray too far from being creative, or being unique <laughs> with the name.
0: That Bruce Banner. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I mean, like I said, it's crazy, you know, Stanley, you know, having that legacy. And, you know, I wish I had an opportunity to meet him in person. Because we always went to conventions, and like I say, we went to C2E2 last year. I think that was the last time he was in Chicago, so I don't know if he went this year. Yeah. But I think last year was when he was in, that was his last one in Chicago. And, I mean, we were trying to go to his panel, because Stanley had a panel, but, oh, my God, the so line, impossible. just the line, it was impossible. They said the room was that full that they couldn't accommodate everybody. We, we, had, we were turned away because we wanted to go see Stan Lee. That, that Saturday we went, we wanted to go see Stan Lee, and Palm um, was the they was, the panel was so full. People were lined up like hours. Before even when the building opened, like the convention opened that day, and people already were lining up for his panel because was, he was doing a panel they were doing an interview with Stan Lee, and I wanted to go see him at least one time, and it, it sucked. I wish I had that opportunity, but like I said, his legacy will live on in, in Marvel Comics. Um I don't know if you want to add anything else, man. Um I think
1: that uh, I kind of feel like this is very similar to how maybe like (laughs) Apple fan people uh, like kind of like when Steve Jobs passed, you know, like he must, he was probably crazy and whatnot, but he did, he did obviously affect the social cultural landscape of how humans, how humans related and functioned with technologies kind of the same way that Stanley did when it came to, Humans kind of interests, or or look people who like to look for stories or different things. Like uh, I, I like to think that this day and age, uh, considering the fact that technology has definitely changed the way humans have have communicated and interacted and had stayed connected. I feel like uh, comic books and those type of I mean, it's the same as mythologies that that are the Romans and Greeks and ancient Egyptians, that all the way to the Sumerians, the first original civilizations where people were coming together. I mean, telling stories. He was just another. He's just another person on that timeline in human history to provide, provide these. These stories that people can relate to, or they can kind of get lost in. And in, in such a weird, such a weird world, this is he. He gave us something that we can that make that can really brighten someone. Or, I mean, you can literally find any story within any of the characters in the Marvel universe that you like. I can't imagine that there's not a specific issue or a specific topic that's off the table when it comes to Marvel. I mean, obviously they have to work through guidelines, but it's not like there wasn't... He never used a character to stray away from different problems. I mean, he used someone such as Iron Man as an, and made reduced him to an alcoholic. I mean, we have so many... I mean, yeah, like you had mentioned, Peter Parker's best friend was abusing drugs. I mean, he had, and like. I don't know how you guys feel or how your experiences with that stuff, but, like, these are things that are real, that are real, that happen every day that affect millions of people around the world. And we have to tell these stories. And I just feel glad that Stan Lee didn't, just because he used, he created these characters, he didn't stray away from really making an impact on societal issues and making humans turn around and look at themselves and to realize that we have to, I know it's a cliche, but we have to change within ourselves. And these I feel like these stories helped, and he definitely created something like that, that we can, we can relate to for years now. They do say history repeats itself, and that's only because we let it happen. That's why things are going back. Like, yeah, the racism and shit and all that again. Uh, and and like I said I can go deep into these things because I I kid you not like after reading that post that somebody put viral again like I I remember reading that that That, little excerpt years ago because Armando our friend Armando had showed us a few episodes back, I he had, we he had mentioned it to me, talking about it, and he had showed me. So when that that thing got circulated around again, I saw that and I was like I'm gonna read it again, and it's true. Like we're talking about like this was back in what was it the 40s, 50s, 60s, maybe before the civil rights movement, like probably leading up to it. And we read that excerpt, and you we're and it's like you read it, you read it, and then you're just like you sit back and you really think it's like you can't I can't I can't believe that the same shit is happening again. But it's. I feel like it's worse. I feel like it, it could be even more. It could be worse because not only that people can terrorize or whatever on the streets, they can do it just from the comfort of their home. Yeah. And what I love is that Stanley never made it a thing to not to only make his heroes being, you know, the typical the typical Caucasian, American, American human that happens to get powers. Like, no, he diversified. He had every different character coming from. Now, you know, I I wish he had built more of a Latino presence, but that's, like, I'm also not I'm also not the one who's making the comics. Like, if I, obviously they say, hey, if you want something to change, do it yourself, right? Well, it's like, I wish I was great at drawing, but I'm not. Uh, but I think that's something that was amazing that I really loved about him is that each character... You never know what to expect. Even to this day, we have... Everything's changing a model and it's really no, I mean, going good. Like, I mean, everything's honestly, changing for the better. Like, you got to create diversity and I think it's good because it's like, you got to see that we're... The next generation coming in, it's a very colorful world and the people who don't want to open their eyes and see that, don't fall on the wayside because, frankly, I I like the world. I, I like that there's more color coming into the world and I wish more barriers are getting broken down and if and sometimes all it takes is a comic book character that you that you have that you have a deep connection with to
0: break some sort of those barriers like stan lee was really you know even though he didn't help create characters he was okay with the ideas that came out like honestly like miles morales He's half African-American, half Latino. But Latina. like you said, like you know, that meeting. He, he, he was okay with it. But like, like that he meeting you He pushed out America Chavez. She's a Latino, but she's a superhero as well. And then you got Miss um, Marvel, the current Miss Marvel. She's a Muslim. Like she's a Muslim-American, which is really cool. It's like different things. Like um, Stanley was influential behind Black Panther. You know, let's make him African, not African-American, but an actual true African. But he's coming from royalty. You know, he wanted to show royalty, but, you know, that power was inherited, not something he just gained on his own, but it's like power they hit or towards to But like I said, he gives these heroes like like they're larger than life, but at the same time, like Stanley, like make them have like these issues. They're yeah, they're human. They're, they're human. they're human. You know, they make mistakes. Things happen. You know, with the whole that's um, funny because there's just one story about how he wasn't aware. Like Stanley was on. I think it was like Stanley was going on vacation, and they were playing on killing and Stacey, and of course, Stanley was in a hurry. He has to, he had to leave. And they ask him, hey, um, we're going to kill off. I'm going to see the next commission." And he's like, okay, okay. But it was funny. He didn't realize that until he got back. And then they actually did it. Like He was surprised that they actually went through with it. And then he didn't realize, oh, man, they, they killed on Pier, one of Peter Parker's, like, first, you know, relationships. You know, they killed Don Oh, one season, yeah. Yeah, so it was, like, really interesting to hear that. But, like I said, he, he had a big influence with a lot of comic book artists, you know. He inspired many. And, he gets right, and I found out recently that he did manga too. Like, he wrote for manga sorry for mangas and it got animated like hero man is one of the mangas that he helped write and then they actually made an anime which lucky for me it's on Crunchyroll. apparently he makes a cameo in there too so it's like he made that and of course one of the recent works he did called the reflection and that's based on stan lee you know his work so yeah, yeah. that's kind of how i feel so not only he influenced you know americans he if, if um international, he influenced a lot of people internationally like he's regarded as one of the icons, you know. He's he's regarded as a pop culture icon and he's up there with you know, with Mark Hamill in the Star Wars universe, you know, with Carrie Fisher, um with Bruce Campbell from the Evil Dead series. Um he's up there, you know. And it's like he had a lot of influence of many people and, you know, like in the industry, you know, he was a big influence. I think like Kevin Smith said, he was one of the main influences in his life too, when he came to reading comics. And, you know, it's, um, like I said, it's a legacy that he leaves that works works for himself, you know. It's good, like, in your life, you know, something you're passionate about, do it, you know. Because, like I said, most of the time on Earth for us are usually limited. We don't know what's going to happen. But it's good to work towards something and leave a legacy. And I think with Stan, like, he really, you know, there's a last interview he did with, I forgot the writer's name, but... He spoke with him. He said, yeah, this was like his last, you know, that he was, the way he was sounding like he was ready to go, like he was ready to go at peace and, but like I said, he always thought of the fans, you know, like that's the one thing he heard about was what the fans think and, you know, how would the fans react to something that was going to change and, and, um, like I said, and I was talking about how when Disney did Marvel, Marvel itself, he was one of many voices that was okay for the move. Cause you know how Disney handled intellectual properties, and that's what Disney's doing. They're handling Marvel well. Honestly, they're not putting like their foot in the door or anything. But you know, Marvel has really good distribution and business savvy, like Disney. They yeah, very good business savvy. And it's school had how they kept people that worked in the Marvel industry under their payroll. And and like I said, Stanley was happy for it. And I kind of like the message that um, Bob Eager, um, the CEO of Disney, saying um, saying you know Stanley left a wonderful legacy for the fans that he cared for the fans a lot. He cared for a lot for his characters and we're really grateful that he was able to share those characters and those stories to the world. Yeah. So it's like I said, it is a sad time for everyone to complicate the street, but like like I said, life moves on, but you never forget where those characters came from, where you know Fantastic Four came from, where Spider Man came from. You know why was he in those cameos? Why you Why is he so synonymous Marvel because he is Marvel? Think about it. he is all those characters. Because so like I said, I can tell you right now, each of those characters probably represent a time or situation that he was in, like a personality that he had. Because it was him to bring these like, human, relatable stories to these characters. Because you know, comics would be like your fantasy, like it's like your gateway away from reality. What was cool about Stan Lee, he brought those, like, re- like reality-based stories into the comic book world. How would the heroes react to this to this tragedy? Like, that one time when he was influential in how, you know, when 9-11 happened, he was one of the voices to say, hey, let's show what happens. How would the characters react to 9-11? And, you know, Marvel did that issue with 9-11, and it was, you know... Pretty great. It was pretty great. And, you know, what happens to the Civil War? Like, what happens if the heroes go against each other? You know, it's oh. like... It's crazy, you know, and that was funny because I think the one story was when Deadpool 1 came out and Stan Lee uh, made a cameo. He was at damn, seed the strip club. The funny thing is, hmm. he didn't know the scene he was recording, but he kind of had an idea, but he was in the green screen, so they had to superimpose him on there. Oh. But it was kind of hilarious. Like <laughs> It's funny because he didn't... Then of course, Rob Liefeld, um always has a big heart for Stan Lee because it, he, it was him who... Help, like, because he was pitching the idea of making, you know, Deadpool, and Deadpool is basically as massive similar to Spider Man. So he was like a black and red Spider Man, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Stanley was all for it. You know, he was all for the character, and, you know, that was really cool.
1: Yeah, they're very similar.
0: And they're kind of similar, and, you know, it's kind of hilarious. But, like I said, you know, Stanley.
1: I mean, we're fortunate enough just to get to see them on the screen. Like, I'm sure that he, just him him knowing that he got to see his property eventually make it to a big screen film feature and to see that it it well obviously monetarily it's just brought more fortune but at the same time it also was something that came to fruition and was able able to connect more more people just connect to the masses that's the, i guess that's the whole point right
0: and one thing too he was humble i mean if you see pictures of him he was like he never dressed like your know, fancy suits, he was always like in a polo shirt and yeah, khakis like, and, all and, and a sweat, a sweater vest he always he always dressed like you know like the everyday man basically and you know, like i said, i wish i had an opportunity to meet him in person but i can tell you based on what people with all the stories i've been reading online about him like he was a really down-to-earth guy that was willing to talk to you, talk to people about comics and stuff, like guy that you can sit down and talk to. Like I like a grandparent or a relative that you can sit down and listen to stories and stuff because honestly, it's good to listen to people. Like, people have interesting stories, you know.
1: Nice. Everyone has something.
0: They all have something to tell.
1: It's just a matter if you want to listen. And uh, I am very fortunate that people wanted to listen to Stanley uh, and that he was able to have the the courage or at least the the will to want to create these characters that made I'm um, obviously made him <laughs> hopefully happy creatively and he was able to like you had mentioned I'm sure he probably didn't expect to bring so much success but I'm sure it was it brought happiness to him hopefully and that he was that I hopefully he felt that he was fulfilled like you mentioned I mean take it for what you will we don't know we got average humans living up to 100 and something but like these days and age I mean 95 is a good run right I think it's a great run and I hope that he did feel he was fulfilled and he had a plenty of you know he had a fruitful life it seemed like he did I mean gosh he was able to star all these movies <laughs> even if it was for 5 <laughs> seconds but everybody recognized him and you got like so many great things I don't know like like you had mentioned, we didn't know him personally. I wish we did get to meet him, but, like, gosh, that was impossible to even get tickets just to go for those meet and greets. It's just impossible. But, uh, I know that every time we will see these little cameos, or hopefully to keep it going for whatnot, or if you go and rewatch some Marvel movies, that when you see him come across the screen, it's just going to be that more. I feel like it's just going to give you that much more of an impact knowing that, like, Obviously, when people are gone, we the you you miss them more. And it's, they're not able to exist.
0: Well, it was kind of cool. Like this, the week that he passed away, it was kind of cool. All these shows start having like little memorial and tributes to like uh, *Big Bang Theory*. Um, they, like you know Chuck Lorre how how he does like the the vanity cards at the end of his wall productions. It was kind of cool. It was like. It was a little message you know it was great having him with us and you know it was a picture of Stanley sitting on the couch at the big thing surrounded by all the actors like Howard Sheldon all of them and He's sitting there with everybody and it was kind of cool and then The Simpsons like the most recent Simpsons episode um, had the picture of uh, that one episode that can that Stanley had a cameo in when uh, Homer had that anger problem and it says a memory of Stanley it's just his caricature in The Simpsons um it's like it's not you know, not just the comic books aspect, but he had a big influence on properties outside of Marvel. You know, being like appearing on The Simpsons, or you know, making a, a voice on there, even having his character change—it was kind of cool. And it's like, you know, it's like he can do—he did a lot of things. He, he was an actor, so it's kind of cool. And then, like I said, I will say, I will say my top cameo that I like from Stanley from all the years. Had to be. um... It had to be from Age of Ultron when uh, they were having that party and like uh, Stanley was one of his like veteran buddies. He was like a World War Two by one of uh, one of Captain America's all war buddies, yeah. and he was actually got a little bit wasted. And it's funny because he was trying to say Excelsior. He was saying Excelsior, or, or like unknown. I like was from the from Thor. Uh, when he, no one knew, like the truck was trying to pull Mio off the out of the pit, and Stanley turns around in the, in the pickup truck and after after the flatbed just like rolled out of the truck. Turns so yeah. I was like, did it work? I'm like, oh my god, that was hilarious! As like, oh, I mean, honestly, it's like just the reaction from people. And then when I saw Rock two, too, as soon as everyone um, saw like Stanley's cameo, they all started clapping. <laughs> because honestly, that's that's how big of an impact that he made. You know, seeing his cameo, people were cheering, you know, like even the most recent movies. Like every time him, yeah. he came out, everyone was like gasping or cheering or applauding. So, I mean, we're going to see him three more times. Hopefully, he makes an appearance in Spider Verse. We'll see um, if he makes an appearance. But it's going to, you know, but like to see the one, the other one that chokes me up is that cameo in Spider Man for PS4. Because it's like, it's like seeing him on there and... No, man. <coughs> Sorry, I'm looking getting a little choked up. But like I said, it's like we're losing a granddad. That's basically how it's said to me. <coughs> but like I said, his legacy will live on. You want anything bigger? Um. Do you have any favorite <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> I...
1: <clears throat> I, I, I I yeah, I don't know. I think well I have a different perspective perception on death, but I think uh I think it's something that uh not that anybody expected, but you know, it's never a good thing to see. So you know, R. I. P. I think I think he was we feel I feel very Hopefully, I've, I'm sure. Uh, hopefully, others will feel the same. But I think we were very lucky to have someone provide provide uh, intellectual property for us, and to for someone to use his mind for for creating stories that we need because it's important. Um, art's important. Uh, connections are important. Relationships are important, and I think Stanley helped contribute that. And. He, I mean he lived a long life 95 years right so he he was living through a lot of a lot of conflicts and different different pro, like you know the progressiveness of America through it all you know so it's like it's yeah like a grandpa right uh, and yeah I, I think he's someone who's gonna be gonna be remembered and talked about for years uh, and hopefully Disney does a good does 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 them justice and doesn't doesn't tarnish anything or keep it to where the creative controls out of the the artists and the people who work at Marvel because people forget yeah Stan Lee is Stan Lee but like we can't forget that there's you know there's other humans that work at Marvel that do a great job with their abilities and skills and and their craft and what they can bring to these these great these great creations that we get to see on the screen every year, hopefully, and and I'm glad that we get to see this going, and, you know, I want to... Yeah, I want to shout-out to those Marvel people because, you know, like, they got to pick up the thing, and it, it's sad to see because, like you said, yeah, and just going to a meeting for the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and seeing that he was still very much open to hearing their ideas as opposed to them vice versa pitching to the to the godfather you know they he was you know he seemed like he was very open-minded uh and that he didn't just because it was his property he wasn't so egotistical on how people's adaptations towards what they feel the character can be expanded to and as long as that open-mindedness that he carried holds together throughout disney i think we're gonna see a lot of great stories being told now let's just hope they don't drop the ball like they are doing with star wars <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, wow. yeah, yeah i said Freaking it bird, man yeah, i said it i don't care well. i'll say what i will come on look i'm not those guys who are gonna be like this is just like the. guy like i don't care i like to see different things in star wars and i'm one i'm one of the people who actually read the graphic novels so i get it but holy shit, like, uh, and I actually, like, okay, I don't want to turn into a Star Wars podcast, but, uh, yeah, like, oh, man, let's just hope, you know, they're all under the Disney umbrella, so let's just hope that we get to see these stories, have a unique perspective on things, and I think Stanley is going to be forever missed, uh, and I'm glad to see this guy was able to have an impact on different different medias and different people and let's just try to remember that he he contributed to the human race and the the art the art form of comics and and if you don't read comics i honestly i feel very sorry for you because like you're living under there's a there's some rocker? great <laughs> stuff you know yeah like there's some great things out there like i mean just great stuff graphic novels honestly
0: i American have like i said anything. i have the ones like i had this with the collection of uh when uh, Marvel came out with the Golden Collection, it's got like the first issues of Spider-Man, just reading that, their writing. I had like the first few issues of Spider-Man, like from Amazing Fantasy fifteen. Oh, wait, I forgot what issue it stopped. I think it was up to the first finish uh, of Doc Ock. But just reading those stories, I can't. I, I ever go back and read those stories again, like the writing and you know that Stan contribute contributes to that writing. It's like you know. Having these, like, honestly, like I said, having, he was the one who decided like a Spider-Man a teenage hero. He was in high, like, Peter Parker was in high school. He got the powers when he was in high school. You know, yeah, Batman was a, a young adult when he became Batman. He was already an adult. But having, you know, a teenage or someone, you know, that can be, like, relatable to everybody, he was a nerd. Like, Peter Parker was smart. He was a nerd, but, mm-hmm. you know, he got invited to spider and you know. Not only he's dealing with you know fighting villains and robbers and bur- bur- burglars and stuff, but at the same time he's dealing with like you know teenage issues. You know, dealing with the high school bully, dealing with girls. You know, it's like you know you know he's gonna be late for this project for school, or he's late for this homework assignment. He's, he's trying to balance like a normal teenager life, so so to say, and a uh, superhero life, and trying to balance, make try to find a balance between the two, Um you know, I enjoyed those stories, you know. It, it was, like, relatable to me. and Honestly, and Spider-Man was, like, my gateway to other characters, you know, other heroes I like. Because I'm, like, I'm more of a Marvel guy than DC. Um, but DC, you know, I enjoy Batman. And right now, I, I was reading, like, Batman Eternal. And I mean, and of course, I always enjoy Spider-Man. I remember I got the Spider-Man run, from, the amazing Spider-Man run from my Stan slot. Who, honestly, to me, is almost like a modern version of Stan Lee. He's, he's like, the modern Stan Lee to me with the right like his writing is really cool more impactful more reality based and I enjoy it and I haven't picked up the current run of Amazing Spider-Man which I definitely want to do because right now they're doing that <coughs> the whole uh, Spider-Verse thing again I'm calling it Spider-Geddon so I definitely want to go pick that up once it's all collected and you know and then like I said you know, Stanley working with many artists, like Jack Kirby was one of the ones he helped. He did work with, you know, coming out with the Avengers and working through Captain America and the X-Men. Like, he, Stanley, was influential behind the X-Men also, so he helped create some of the X-Men as, as well. You know, and like I said, um, like I said, that one cameo I do like was, you know, one of the ones this is, of course, from Age of Ultron or the one he did in the Spider-Man. Was Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man 3 were. I think it was in Spider Man 2, like you said, maybe some people can make a difference. I think it was for Spider Man Three and he's like enough said. <laughs> you know, and like I said, his it, legacy like, like I said, his legacy will live on. So definitely when you have time, pick up a comic, you know, like pick up a Marvel comic. Even go honestly, you could probably find a collection of the old, you know, comics from the sixties, like collected in the Graphic Now or Omnibus. Read the ones that Stanley helped write and helped contribute, and go you to a comic see why. Or go, go to your local comic book talk store. Talk to somebody there. Work. Talk to the employees. I'm sure they have plenty to share. Because you're talking about Stanley, there. they could probably yeah. recommend
1: you what stories that he helped create, what issues. Some of the nicest people you can honestly meet are comic book stores because, like, they're they loving what they do and just talking the talk, talking about stuff that they like, and like, what's what better feeling it is to. Talk to somebody that is interested in the same things you like to talk about, you know? It's just how you build bonds. and It's just as easy as picking up the book and reading it and just try to, you know, stick it through and see what it is. You know, just try to open your mind. You might find something that you really enjoy and, and, and you're interested in. A, you'll see that created by, you know, character created by Stan Lee and you're going to like, wow, okay. And it's like, it's going to transcend for years. It is what it is.
0: Okay, guys. Uh, looks like uh, somebody's at the doorbell. Um, hold on. Um, like I said, going back to Stan Lee, um, like I said, um, definitely um, pick up the comic because, honestly, Stan Lee created the stories. How's it
1: going? Not too bad. To How's
0: it going? To to <laughs> He created all these characters, not just for, you know, for our enjoyment, but I think he created these characters just to have people talking. You know, having these people, like, you know, sit around a coffee table or at a water cooler and talk about these stories. And it's cool, like, going into these comic book stores and pretty much listening to people talk comics, you know, talk about Spider-Man. You know, who had the best powers, Spider-Man or Iron Man? Who had the best, you know, who are the best, like, ensembles, Um, X-Men or Justice League? You know, it's like ghost comparisons. But to me, Stan Lee will always have a big impact on my life, you know. You know, especially with his characters. Because it's a character she can help create, which are relatable, you know. You can relate to. So, honestly, it's... It, he He's living on a big legacy. And, of course, it's, it could be a big shoe to fill that legacy. But at the same time, you know, he always had that heart for the fans. And which, that's why I enjoy Like, Like, they choked me out when I saw that last video, him talking. And then... It really, you know, hit me really hard. You know, it's like... He didn't do it for his own financial gain. <laughs> he, like,
1: he, he does all this stuff too, or he likes all
0: these places. Uh, he, for financial gain and stuff, so it's like. So. So, yeah. like I said, um, pretty much. Um. Honestly. Uh, 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 definitely something. I didn't pick up a comic. So. My bad.
1: Do your thing.
0: So, definitely, you know, pick up a comic book. Yeah, go to any comic book store and just like ask for some, ask for comics written by Stanley and read his stories. Like yeah. I said.
1: Uh, if d- you want, I,
0: said a- I can do credit card. That's cool. Go ahead uh, and um, do it. Um, go ahead and read comics, man. Honestly, it's a good way. And of course, um, people have been hearing about Bill Mauler. and honestly, that dude, honestly, I don't know. He probably read comics yeah. at the time, but honestly, he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. I'm sorry. And I'm glad, like, the community went on him saying comics are for dumb people. They're not. They're people who helped write it, honestly. Come on. You know, Stan Lee was the pioneer. He was the one who was willing to talk real issues, but through written work. And, um, like I said, definitely comics are not for dumb people. And that's why when Maher said this stuff, like, you know, he basically was charged in Stan Lee's legacy. So it's a guy who obviously had nothing about comics, who probably read comics, who probably got picked on as a kid. It's t- tough for you, man, but honestly, you probably realize how big of an impact Stan Lee had on the community. He had a big, major impact on the entertainment industry, you know, video games, any media that was influenced by Stan Lee. So, I said, right. Stan Lee definitely was definitely a big pioneer in my... Uh, uh-huh. to the garage? So, oh, definitely...
1: We had somebody
0: to walk through. But oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can wait out there, too. So, the one with the is It's fine. yeah, it's eight, 816. Uh, Yeah, the black right there. You said everybody was walking around, too? Yeah. All right. lost he last? Yeah, no, no, I feel like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That why, yeah we had somebody yeah, at the, the door. <laughs> sorry about that, guys. But, um... If I try to lose my train of thought here, sorry about that. Um, Yeah, somebody at the door, but... Biko was taking care of um, Like I said, uh, Stanley had a big, major impact um, in my life, and of course, Biko's life, and that's something you definitely never want to forget. Um, Stanley, I want to mention Stanley and so Stanley, you're the, the pioneer that helped bring comic books into my childhood, and you are going to be missed. Know your legacy will carry on. People will keep talking about you till the end of time. Um, Definitely gonna miss seeing your cameos and missing. But know for a fact, you always had big contributions and you know help people out. You know, especially up and coming artists and writers. You probably had your little input. You know, on influence on many writers. For that, I salute you. Um, You will be missed. And if your famous words. Excelsior, enough said. So that's it for the Talking Pop, Um, thank you for listening, Um, like I said, you can always catch um, backlog episodes on Podbean, Um, you can also check it out on Spotify, you can actually check out the backlog on Spotify, it's going to be available. So as soon as this episode publishes, not only will this episode publish on Podbean but also will appear minutes later on Spotify, so definitely subscribe to the podcast. We do have uh, upcoming topics that we got planned going on. We will go back to our lists because we got a part two of our top five lists, and believe me, we got a lot of stuff planned later on this year, possibly going into next year. Um, We got some interviews that we want to schedule with people that we know in our lives who have that have pop culture, you know, influences. um, Some reviews on old school movies. Um, um, We are planning to do a review of um, Into the Spider Verse. Um, Into the Spider Verse. Uh, when that comes out, we, we're waiting for that. Um, for that movie to come out, that one we got to like December fourteen. Um, honestly, we, we have a lot of topics that we want to talk about that we have planned. But honestly, um, this podcast is not sponsored by anybody. This is independently run. Um, me and my brother run it, and we I enjoy you know sharing my opinion. You guys are listeners, so definitely check it out. It's talk and pop with the franchise and vico. You know, we're on Podbean and Spotify. Um, we do have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash the franchise network. If you have any questions um that you want us to answer or get our opinions, well, go ahead and post on there. I do have a Twitter. It's at the franchise85. Definitely tweet me there if you have any questions or any topics that you feel you see in pop coaches that you want to hear our reactions or our opinions on. Don't be afraid to share, and we'll gladly mention it on the air and, you know, share, like, our opinions, our views on it. And like I said, I'll, we're doing this for, like, you know, just to get our opinions out there, but we're also doing it for the listeners, especially our international listeners in Sweden and the UK. Apparently, we got big new listeners over there, so definitely enjoy it. Thank you guys for that, and you know, so also also want to say thank you to Hatchful for helping me create the logo design for the podcast. Shout out to them. Um, like I said, we will go back to the listening part two, but today we just wanted to do talk to you about Stanley. You know, it was something unexpected. We didn't expect this to happen, but we decided to sit down and talk about Stanley. So, like I said, that's all the time I've got for you guys. It's time for us to go back to our normal bleak lives. As always, I'm the franchise. And I'm As always, geek on and take care.